You are listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. For more information on my book and other resources, check out yellingcurebook.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my show. It's Robin here. You are listening to Parenting Our Future. And I have a really special guest today, somebody who I consider a friend, and she is all sorts of awesome. She is here to help get us organized, help simplify our life. Mm -hmm. She is a really, really special person, and um, I can tell you how much I love her. Um, So this is Anne Gomez, and welcome to the show. I'm going to just tell everybody a little bit about you first. You are the founding president of Clear Concept, Inc. You are committed to helping people thrive at work, and you lead engaging training programs around productivity, high-performance teams, and a thrive mindset. You are also the best-selling author of the book called The Email Warrior, How to Clear Your Inbox and Keep It That Way, and you're actually launching that right now on Facebook, relaunching it on Facebook, and, uh, and it's, so it's a really exciting time for you. Now, in addition to your book, your general awesomeness, you really work with um, some really important people. So you're kind of a big deal. And I know that that's not lost on me. Um, You work with people, you work with top lawyers, people in finance, healthcare, and consumer goods. You also hold an MBA and you bring years of experience as a management consultant to all of your work. But you don't just stop there and no, you are also a mom to four kids, four kids ranging in pretty big ages. Um, and they are also very active kids. So when you're not at work, you are racing around going from place to place with these beautiful kids. So first, thank you for being here and welcome. Well, thank you so much, Robin. I am thrilled to be here. I'm a huge fan of yours, as you know, and it, this is this is so much fun for me. So thank you very much for having me on your show. Oh, you're so welcome. So you and I know each other um, because you and I've worked together, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I am a big believer in seeking out the experts in every phase of life and parenting is uh, creating a, a family that where we all thrive is my most important goal. So uh, hubby and I, because these kids, they don't come with an instruction manual and each stage doesn't come with an instruction manual. So when we hit the teenage stage, we, uh, we looked around for the best out there. We of course found Robin and Aww. you have taught us so much, which has really been so helpful to our family. So thank you so much, Robin. Oh, well, you're welcome. And you know, um, I I love what you, what you said. So thank you. I mean, it's my honor to, to have worked with you. You've got amazing kids. You are an amazing mom. And, and like, that is exactly it. Like we have coaches for so many different areas of our lives from, you know, we have a fitness, um, trainer we have you know business coaches we have all this so why not a family coach why not a parenting coach just to to help you get through some of the tough times because we all have blind spots that we just can't see and so it helps it helps to just have somebody point it out you know yeah when i look back at the end of my life i want to think did i soak up everything i could from life and did i really bring my best in every area of life and you know, from a family's perspective, Hubby and I are both on the same page where we want to create this amazing family dynamic, and you're really helping us do that, Robin. Mm. So thank you for that. We're so oh. appreciative about that. Oh, it's my pleasure. You have a pretty amazing husband too. I love. Uh, I love your hubby. He's such a sweetheart. So, um, so what we're here to talk about today is how do we just, oh how do we kick the overwhelm to the curb? Really? How do we help ourselves? Because I'll tell you, it is probably one of the number one things that parents are telling me is they're overwhelmed. And when they're overwhelmed, they can't show up as the kind of parent their kids need them to be. Mm -hmm. Right? So you are, you're really here to help teach us how to balance our life. So, um, Talk to me, you know, how do we get control? How do we get control back into our lives? Right, 
right. And and certainly there's there's semblances of control, right? So there's the whole, you know, we remember back before kids, we thought we were busy, but we look back now, we're like, we're so we're not busy. Like, so there's kind of levels of control. And I don't think we'll ever go back to those um, carefree days while we have children in the home. But as, especially for the working parents who are juggling you know, two very demanding roles, their, their work life outside of home and the work life and then all the work associated with in the home, right? Like even though we love our family, there's still a lot of work to do associated with that. So we absolutely want to be taking steps to simplify. So I like to say simplify to amplify, right? So the more we simplify, the more we amplify the impact we have and the joy we soak out of whatever we're involved in, whether it's at work or home. And so simplify, like that's a great word to throw out, but exactly how do you do that? And so we talk about three things and, and all of these principles are applicable in our work life and in our personal life. So basically we look for opportunities to scale back, streamline and seek help. And we have a number of opportunities related to each of those. So scale back, streamline, seek help. Anytime I'm caught in overwhelm, like, oh my goodness, how am I going to get through? How am I going to get this all done? I pause. How can I scale back, streamline, seek help? Mm. So those three key questions help us. And you really are an expert having four kids. I mean, this is how you live and you are very productive. You get lots of stuff done. Um, But simplify, I want to talk about that just for a minute because I think that we get caught up in doing all the things. We're doing all the things all the time. And it's like we want to be perfect at everything and then we feel like we're failing at everything because yeah. we can't be perfect, yeah. whatever that perfect oh, is, right? Perfect, yeah. That's a key one, to, to, to get rid of the perfectionism. And so what does simplify mean to you then? Mm-hmm. Does it mean scale back, streamline, and seek help? Or does simplify just mean, you know, what, what does that mean to you? Well, there, there, it means a lot of things to me. And the one that, it, it's a great question because, there are so many answers to that question. The one that's jumping out at the forefront for me is focus. So I have been a type A plus plus personality as long as I can remember and have always been like, oh yes, I'll do that project and that project and that project and that project. And my, my good friend says I'm even a type A with having four kids. Like who has four kids? Why would you do that? So there, we love them all. Robin. Of course. But I know. Yes. The, um, but for me, I've really had to focus as, as the, um, the, my kind of full plate work and home has grown over the years. I can't just keep throwing time at overcommitting. When I overcommit myself, I can't just keep throwing time at it. So that no longer works. I've hit this level, this ceiling where that doesn't work. And focus has been a key lesson for me. So we can we all know intuitively, we can't pursue eight big projects at the same time, but so many people still try to pursue eight big projects at the same time. It's okay to have eight goals for, let's say, this year, but we can only really focus on three of them. Mm-hmm. And three, when I first kind of wrapped my head around this concept, felt like such a small number. Can't we do four or five? <laughs> but the more we try and do, we spread ourselves thin and we delay our, our progress. So we yeah. really have to be clear yeah. and focused on what I like to call our core priorities. And this is true in our work life and in our personal life. So as a family, for example, what are your core priorities? Sure, there's probably umpteen projects that you could pursue, but what is the core? Like, so I do encourage people to really get down to what's the top, what are the top priorities? And then still keep a list of everything else you can get to when these are done, but where, what's your most essential right now and focus on those. Yeah. Well, I really like that because I think that what, what you focus on also grows, right? And so, right. And so if you're focusing on, look, we need to make sure that at some point during the day, devices are put away, my husband and I included, um, and we, we spend family time Mm -hmm. together. Um, and, and also what you focus on. And I think when you honor those three priorities, it's way easier to carve that time out for yourself. Right. For sure. And then we start to day around that. So the example you just gave was, you know, from a personal life, one of the priorities is that family time. So you put that in the, the routine first and then all the other stuff 
fills in around that. Yeah. Mostly what a lot of people do is they deal with all of these kind of, I call them supporting tasks as opposed to the core priorities. Their day is filled with all those supporting tasks, but at the end of the day, at the end of the week, they didn't get enough time for their core priorities. Yeah. And core priorities are what needs to come first. And I love that you just said you structure your day around it and then fill in the other ones. It's, and, and I'm picturing uh, something I've seen online where you've got like a cylinder, you've got rocks, yeah, those are your core priorities and sand is the, the stuff that fills in, right? Yeah. All that other stuff. So, so really it takes time for you to just, okay, stop for a minute. Yes. Let's, let's be really intentional about what our priorities are, what, what do we yeah. want for our family, mm-hmm. and then go there. Because like, let's be honest, most of the time we are running like chickens with our heads cut off, totally. not being intentional, being no. reactionary, yes. not proactive. And this is what you're saying. Okay, so everybody listening, please take a moment, stop, 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 you know, stop spinning and just say, okay, what do I want? What is the most important thing to me? Absolutely. And it can be different for everybody. Like, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer, yeah, it's right? right? What's right to you? Yeah. And we do right this. I mean, and, and this happens at work as well, right? Where people are running constantly in firefighting mode. But mm. if we don't take that time to plan, we might as well just call ourselves a firefighter because we're constantly in reactive mode. And it doesn't so, feel good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel strategic. It doesn't feel intentional. It doesn't feel purpose-driven. So we absolutely want to put the brakes on and do that planning. So what are my most essential goals? Mm-hmm. And as far as big goals, it's okay to have eight goals, but only but to recognize that you can feasibly address three right now. Mm. Yeah. And this okay. this this whole philosophy works in your personal life and in your professional life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um Okay, so let's let's talk about some of the the, the scale back, the streamline, and the seek help. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to get too excited about each of them because <laughs> I love each of them. Um, but so let's talk about scaling back. I'm dying to hear what you have to say so I can jump in and and, and add more. But go go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So from a scale back perspective, that whole identify what's the top three that is key. Okay. And then- uh, we need a system to manage that, like all of the work in life. What a lot of people do, and this is, we've been working with people for close to two decades on this, really accomplished, busy professionals. And what we find is people don't have a good system to manage all of their priorities. And, and I use air quotes because people will talk about priorities as like these nine projects, but really we should be really focused on those three as our priorities. So we have core priorities and we have supporting tasks and then we have personal, right? So there's work associated with each of those. Like, you know, if, um, you know, I, I think an example a lot of parents can relate to is a birthday party pops up and you, you knew about the, I mean, your kid is invited to a birthday party and you knew about the birth, birthday party two weeks ago when you RSVP'd, but here it is the day of the birthday party and you forgot to get a present. And then, so you're racing and you overpay for a pre- present and you're late for the party, right? So wouldn't it have been easier if last week when you were in that store, you could have picked up the present on sale, right? So this is where we're streamlining, but we need that system to remind us yeah. to get that birthday present. Cause I don't want to keep it up here. There are way too many things up here, Robin. I, uh, you Yes. Oh. <laughs> It's full and then some. I think it's leaking. It hurts. So, um, so as Robin, as uh, Albert Einstein said, never memorize anything you can look up. So the minutia isn't that a great quote? Yeah. Yeah, and he was a pretty smart guy. So (laughs) the minutia of life needs to be written down. And so, from a supporting uh, task perspective, from a, a, a you know personal task perspective, book the dentist, rearrange the doctor's appointment, all of that stuff. We have to write it down. So a lot of people think about a to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I see different forms of that. People will have like a, a stack of papers they have to work through. They'll flag emails. They'll keep things up in their memory bank. They will have a handwritten list. And then we'll have kind of all these systems on the go. And that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Because if you forget to look at that fourth paper down, you forget to do a task. If, you, if something, you know, slips out of your memory, which happens, our short-term memory has a very small capacity, Mm -hmm. 
we forget to do the task. And then we remember at the last minute or remember, remember at 2 a.m. or it's, we don't remember at a good time. So what we need is this great system to track all of our work and to keep us focused on our core priorities, but also staying on top of our supporting tasks. So that tool we like to call a master action plan or a map. Oh, I love it. I love it too. I, I see what you did there. Isn't that good? I, I, I took a lot of joy when we came up with that acronym. I'm not going to lie. So your master action plan, this is a basically a rebrand of your to-do list. Let's throw out the to-do list that are not serving people that are, that are haphazard and disparate systems and not complete. We are rebranding this as a master action plan. And everyone of your listeners needs this in their personal life and in their professional life. And, and, and you're giving them this. I'm giving a template. Yes. Yes. So yes. you don't have to stop listening and say, okay, I'm out because I don't even know where to start. No, you're getting it. So, so we'll let you, we'll let you finish. <laughs> yeah, the template kind of walks you through how to build it. So, and I recommend people create a digital version. So the, I suggest you print out the template and, and map it out on pen and paper, but then think about how to go digital. So many people use Outlook tasks, but there's lots mm -hmm. of to-do list apps out there you could use. Mm. Um, Evernote, I use Evernote. I have mine set up in Evernote. It looks a lot like the template that, that's available to all of your listeners. Uh, you can set up a template in Word. I mean, you can use any, there's lots of, not any, you can use a lot of different systems, some, like the ones I just mentioned. But it should be accessible. It should be, you yes. know, I would say also multi um, device friendly too. So you can look yes. at it on your computer and, and also can you make it so that your spouse can look at it too? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I have, so a common question is, should I have one combined master action plan for work and personal life or should I have separate? And that's a real personal preference. Mm. So I have a separate list because personally, I kind of like that divided line between mm. personal and work. Also, I share my personal list with hubby and uh, so that's another good reason to keep it separate. And yeah. one of the reasons why I share the personal master action plan with hubby is because uh, my categories are Anne, so stuff I have to do, and then Enrique, hubby, stuff he has to do, which works a lot better than nagging. I tell you, just the list. <gasps> Ooh, good one. It's like great. For <laughs> Does he ever go in there and all of a sudden his list is really long? <laughs> yeah, it's usually it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's usually pretty long. Yeah. But you know what? It's, it's ranked. So this is what we do, right? We, we are all going to have a list for the rest of our lives. If we don't have a list, then I think we don't have anything to look forward to. Like lists True. are a part of life. The day we all die, we will still have a to-do list. <laughs> I don't mean to be graphic, uh, morbid there, but like the yes. goal is, I get you. the goal is not to get through our to-do list. That would imply we have nothing to look forward to. We're not out there creating and growing and stretching. We're always doing- I think you just blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait, I gotta, I gotta think about that for a second. So you're saying our goal is not to get through the to-do list. That's right. It's, but it's, to keep it's, adding to it and knocking things off of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. We wanna knock things off, of course. Yeah. It will always be growing and evolving. It's like, um, hmm. it's like zombies, right? Like they just keep coming. <laughs> Like, but a nice version of zombies. Yeah. The friendly kind that doesn't want to eat your like brain. The friendly zombies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, okay. So like, so yes, we all, we want turnover on our master action plan, of course, but you know, just because there's a long list, that's, that's, that's exciting. That's great. What, what is frustrating is when people are overcommitted and where they feel stretched too thin and they have to get 19 things done in one time slot. That's mm. where the stress comes from. And so that comes back to that three, those three priorities. So what are those three priorities? And you can think about this again from home and, and work life, right? So two different worlds, but um, you know, and, 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 and that's not necessarily for everyone. Some people just like one list where it's work and, and personal, and that's okay to have that as one list. But we kind of wear those different hats, right? So when I'm, I'm in work mode, these are my priorities. And then when I'm in family mode, these are my priorities. So, you know, you think about the different hats you wear. Yeah. But those three priorities are so key so that you don't overcommit yourself. Like, so for me, as an example, at work, I want to launch a podcast. I'm inspired by you, Robin. Your podcast is awesome. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I oh, thank so you. I from it. 
and I'm really excited to launch a podcast. Now, old Anne would have launched a podcast two months ago. Um, but new, <laughs> new, more educated Anne, who's apply, applying the productivity secrets of the world's most productive people, realizes that it's not, like, I recognize it's not one of my top three right now. Right. I have another project that I, I, I should have wrapped up in about three weeks, my, my major contribution to that project. And in three weeks, I can bring another project above the line. And right. then I can perhaps work on the podcast if I choose to bring that project up because there's mm. lots of exciting opportunities. But, um, it, it, you know, it, it, it's very important for us to manage expectations around that. So, for example, I have podcast companies calling me a lot. Hey, do you want us to help you launch your podcast? I have to really uh, resist hopping on a call with them, right? So mm. my response back is check back with me in a month. So I got to clear, I got to manage expectations for myself and not get pulled into different things, mm-hmm. right? At home, there's lots of little projects I want to do. Like the one, a big project that uh, my daughter is helping us with right now is to scan all of our paperwork. Like we have banker's boxes piled high in our basement of all the paperwork from like phone bills from 10 years ago that clearly we don't need, but there are some things we want to scan and keep. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my daughter to earn some extra spending money is helping me go through these bankers boxes and, and scan and purge. And it's really kind of a painful project, but it, it's very satisfying to get through it actually. Yeah. Paper, right. This is a simplify opportunity. And uh, I'm really excited to also start working on um, the kids' baby books. Now, is that bad that I have a 17 year old haven't done this baby book yet? I'm determined to do it before he hits 18, before he's an officially an adult. I don't think it's bad at all. I'm still waiting to do my 12 year old's book. Uh, I've got it ready to go. I just haven't done it. And anyway, it's not, it's never been one of the top three priorities. I hate, I hate well, to say it. Thing, right. You were busy when they're like, they're really timing on someone that are little. So, but my, um, my uh, excitement to work on the baby book is not going to help if I pull that out when the, the dining room table is the scanning and purging project right now. So I've got to finish that project, right. get it done, and then allow myself to choose a new project. Mm. Okay. So I think, and I think that's really, I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. I, I just, um, I think that uh, one more time, my mind is blown because you really just said to look at the stuff on your list with excitement where I think most people look at it with dread and like, Oh, this is what I have to do. Um, so I think it's a mind mindset shift too. Oh, you're rubbing your hands together. You are excited. Okay. Take it away. (laughs) Okay. So I'm, I'm big on mindset, right? So when we, first of all, if there's something on there that you really don't want to do, then can we all please scale back and cross it off on our list? Okay. Like the, 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 our master action plan should include things that we want to do. Yeah. Just but there are things that we have to do that we don't want to do. So this is where I went like, this is what prompted me to go like this. I'm a big fan of mindset, a thrive mindset. And I, I love to study how the world's most successful, effective people operate. And a huge shift is to go from, I have to, to I get to. Okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> I'm thinking about something that I don't want to do that I need to do. Right. And I'm I, resisting it, but I, and I, I mean, for real, like there is something that I, that I need to do that I've been putting off and I just, I don't want to do it, but okay. I get well, to. Uh, so, uh, and so, you know, there's layers of liking of tasks. Like I don't love looking through old bankers boxes of paperwork that we haven't touched. Yeah. Before. I think I'll, I'll be clear about that. But what do I love about that? I love that I'm spending time with uh, our daughter. I love that I'm teaching her that you've got to work for extra spending money. I love that we're going to have digital access to information. I love that we're clearing up space in our storage room downstairs. Mm -hmm. And I love that I'm really soon going to be done this project so I can move on to the baby books. Mm -hmm. So we we really can reframe. Yeah. 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 You know, I think that's a good wake up call for me too, because I'm, I'm all about reframing the way I see my child, the way, you know, all this stuff, but, but I don't reframe the way I see the stuff I have to do sometimes. Um, 
Yeah. But I think that also, and I think we're going to get to this, there is also the seek help part of it too, right? If you really don't want to do it, if it's really hard on you, mindset aside, um, you've got to also do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. So then, okay. So, so scaling back in involves us, um, really picking those three priorities. So everybody here, this is your, this is your call to action. Stop for a second. What are your three main priorities? And you know, look, I hear we're talking to parents. So let's talk about your three priorities for your family. Is it sports? Is it, is it family time? Is it, um, you know, maybe there's renovations. Is that a part of your, your thing or cleaning up the yard? Like what are your three priorities and then how do you move through? How will they morph and change? Um, and, and, and again, like you said, you will schedule your days and your time around those core priorities. So you're saying, look at your to-do list as, um, as something that's exciting. We are not here to have a to-do list that has to be done, but we have three things that are always at the top that are our main priorities. Everything else needs to wait. Yeah. That, is that a good way to recap that? And, and there are other ways to scale back also. Okay. So that, that master action plan is the foundation. That's a, that is really a must. And I would encourage everyone to think about creating that sophisticated to-do list. But other ways we can scale back. Let's say uh, entertaining. And there's a huge range in how much energy we can put into entertaining. Yep. So, you know, the way we overdo it is we feel like our house has to be perfect and everything has to be homemade. Uh, yeah, so another way to entertain is to order in, mm-hmm. do a potluck. And as people come into your home and pass by all the baker's boxes in your dining room to be like, oh, don't even ask me about that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? People will probably like you more if you're, if you're homeless. If like you're that. real. Yeah. If you're real. Yeah. yeah. If we're, if we want to socialize this because we love the people, it doesn't mean our house has to be perfect. So yeah, really, it's oh, so true. You know, no one loves compliments, but like really, like the more we can let that go, the better. Or can yeah. you a restaurant? Like, yeah. how can you focus on what you love doing without mm-hmm. this perfectionism clouding and dragging you down? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely true. And, I, and I'm bad for that too. You know, I definitely want to make sure that my house is perfect and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, I do have to say, as I get older, though, I care a little less about that stuff. So I do, I do more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, but I think that's a really good idea. And I I just want to say, I have an idea for you, Anne. I think you should have a bunch of people over and have a scanning party. (laughs) Yes. You want to come Robin? Yes, I will fly out to see you and I will bring a bottle of wine and we will scan together. Okay, if you fly out, if you fly out I'll provide the wine. How about that? Oh, okay, even better. Even better. Okay, so that that's really awesome. So, I think that like in terms of simplifying our life, right? You you know, um there are we're, we're going to give people the master action plan, which is super great. And there are other things that you can do. Like there's um we have in my in my house, we have a, a family sharing app. My my husband does it. I don't know how he does it, but it's through our iPhones. Uh so we see we have a family calendar. Uh we also have an app that is uh, it's I think it's called our groceries, where we both add lists. So we have like one file in there that's a Costco list, and then one file that is like like our regular grocery store list, right? And so we both add to it, and then all I have to do is hold up the app, and um, and we're cute too because we put little cute, like you know, a big bag of love. <laughs> that on the list too. Oh, that's, that's really maybe, cute, Robin. Maybe that's, that's really too cute. cute. I don't know. Anyway, um, would be like on my Nile Seven, and I can't find it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's kind of cute. And and I I know I've been at the store. I love going and doing the shopping because for me, it's a break. Uh, That might not be for everybody, but for me, it's a break. And so my husband is sometimes watch the app as I like tick things off of it and they disappear. But anyway, um, it's, I find it essential because you can even have 
um, in, in this particular app, you can even have a separate list that's like your party list. Like I, you know, because I, I need cups and cutlery and, you know, plates and, and that sort of thing too. Right. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Let's, and I talk about it in all, in almost every podcast that I do when we talk about these kinds of things is we've got to stop pretending that we're perfect or trying to be perfect because it's so much energy wasted and people just want to be with us. They love us, not our dust free home right? They love us. And let's remember that we are here and wired for connection. We, we like, let's like, let's embrace the love, not the perfection. That's not what people care about. And it just even, it even brings us further and further apart because, you know, then it, 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 we, we feel pressure that now we have to be perfect. If I've got now Robin's coming over. Great. Now, you know, now I've got to be perfect. Right. When I don't even care. Right. So we need to drop the facade of perfectionism in general. Yes. Right. It just perpetuates the lie. It's true. And yeah. This is true. This is true at work as well. So there's a difference between uh, striving for high quality, which is a, the pursuit of excellence, and uh, versus striving for perfection, which is very fear-based, right? If they, yeah. if they think I'm not perfect, you know, and, and, you know, it gets right to the heart of, am I good enough? Right? Am, I, and, uh, am I an imposter, right? And so we really want to address that fear and step into mm. really honoring that we are good enough. Striving for excellence versus striving for perfection, two very different animals. Hmm. You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this. Please don't forget to subscribe. And I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating on iTunes. If you're a parent who's struggling and you feel like you might need some support to be the confident leader of your family where you can calmly respond to any kind of behavior, disrespect, or your kids not listening to you, well, I have a membership group that you might be interested in. All you have to do is go to kamomsclub.com for more information. That's kamomsclub.com for more information. Now, back to the show. Okay, so now we're going to go into streamlining. So we've just talked about scaling back. Okay, how is scaling back and streamlining different? Okay, so streamlining, we want to think about automating as much as possible. Right? So you talked about uh, a party list in your app. That's an example of a checklist. And a checklist is a great way to automate. So let's say um, you're... Uh, you're some of your family does regularly, like heading off to um, a kid's sporting activity or uh, heading to the cottage for the weekend or whatever it may mm. be, going on a trip, right? So we have these recurring activities in, in our lives, regardless of how frequent they are, and we tend to reinvent the wheel each time. Mm. Sometimes we get it perfectly correct, and other times we're like, oh, crap, I forgot X, Y, Z. And so the way to really streamline that is to use checklists. So your, uh, you know, there's a, I provided a grocery checklist in the downloads and, you know, that's a, a simple one, right? Like we all are frustrated when you go to the store and you get everything and you come home and you're like, oh, I forgot the avocados, right? So yeah. Checklist can help you avoid that forgetting and really simplify life. One of my favorite books, which is not going to sound like a juicy read, but it is such a good read is called the checklist manifesto. Okay. And it, and despite the title, it's a very <laughs> interesting read. Like there are a ton of stories throughout um, Atul Gawande. Dr. Atul Gawande is a surgeon who talks about the value that checklists bring into so many different industries. And I highly recommend it as a read, highly recommend it. I've adopted checklists and it has really simplified my life. I have a travel checklist. So when we go on a trip, I know what we need to bring. Then I go back and I, when I realize I brought too much yet again, I go and cut it back. Yeah, no, that's so good. And you know what I like about a checklist myself as a bit of a, a checklist nerd, I love it, um, is that it takes it out of your brain and puts it somewhere so I don't have to think about it anymore. And also when you're planning with a checklist, you're planning in the moment where you need the thing, like I'm, I'm thinking groceries, I'm thinking how many times have I gone to Costco and been like, oh crap, I can't remember if we actually need granola bars or not. Oh, I'll just get them. And then I've got four boxes, which is what I do every single time I go sometimes. 
I mean, I know I said I have a grocery list, but I'm not perfect. I don't, maybe I don't always use it, <laughs> but anyway, you know what I mean, right? So that you're, you're really, you're being more efficient with your time, your yeah. money, yeah. right? Um, and for me, and my space in my pantry, cause it's not unlimited. Sure. Um, right. And it you up on stuff that, you know, like our goal in life is not to be like, um, you know, to be the most efficient grocery shopper. Like that's, it's not no. like, we're like we're cutting, ta we're cutting time out of the kind of the operations of life. So we mm -hmm. can free up that time and now you get extra time and money to spend with your family. Like, so it's, you're reallocating resources. So mm. the checklist simplify all of the work aspect. Yeah. I like that. Reallocating resources is exactly right. Yeah. 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 So, and you're burning resources when you go and forget the avocados and have to go back because you're making guacamole. Yeah. Exactly. Guacamole is key. <laughs> Holy guacamole. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so another approach is to think about where you can automate. And uh, I, I encourage everyone to think like a multiplier. So what would a multiplier do in any one situation? So for example, automatic bill pay. For me to set up automatic bill pay now, right now, requires me to spend more time. It's easier to just pay the bill. But if I take the time now to set up automatic bill pay, I get the payoff in mm -hmm. multiples down the road. So a lot of all of these approaches, streamline, scale back, seek help, require us to put that upfront investment in. I um, love it. We get the payment down the road. So think Oh my gosh. You know what? And I say that in parenting all the time too. You gotta put the effort in on the front end so that you don't have the pain and suffering on the back end, it's so right? True. Parenting, yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. So on that note, we don't have to do everything at the same time. Oh like, yeah, we chip away at it, right? And there's always opportunities to be simplifying. And so I think what goes along with this too is that mindset yes. that you know that this is temporary you know, um, that, that I don't have to do this all at the same time. And I think we also need to question ourselves and say, like, what is the worst thing that can happen if this doesn't get done? And maybe that's not quite where, where you are because yeah. you're all about productivity. But I also think like sometimes we, life happens. And there's scale back, right? Like what if yeah. I don't do this? Yeah. What if I just say no? Like as much as I want to see this person or I want to go for a walk, people, I love, I love my friends. I love them so much, but they often want to ask me to go for a walk in the middle of the day or go for coffee. Like, yeah. I don't have time for that. I love yeah. you. I wish I could see you, but like the evening I have more time, you know, but yeah. I don't during the day. So that's yeah. a hard no for me. That's a great example of scaling back and being clear on your boundaries. You're putting your, 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 your business day, your rocks in your calendar first. But yeah. Great examples. Yeah. And that come that definitely comes first. Um, so you've got, yeah, so I love that. So, so some things do require more effort, but there Absolutely. is a payoff later. Okay. That's really good. One of the other ways we can streamline is, uh, is the whole less is more approach. Like, mm -hmm. The less stuff we have, the easier it is to manage it. Like mm -hmm. the number of people whose garages are bursting at the seams, and they can't park their cars in the garage. And none of that stuff is usable because it's all piled so high. It's just, it drains us. Yeah, it does drain you us, know, isn't I, it? I tell you, Robin, it takes me a lot of self-control when I drive by people's open garages that are piled high. And I'm like, no, don't, <laughs> don't stop and organize our garage. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> that does take a lot of self-control. Yeah. But can I say, uh, because I have, um, I, I have a, I have a friend who's, who is in your area of the country who runs ease up organizers nice. and yes, awesome. you, you would love her. Um, yeah, sure her name is Lindsay Whiteson. And, uh, and so she, she has this business of, of helping people organize. And, um, it's one of those things that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast in terms of how, um, you know, we have experts in, in a lot of areas of our lives but I know that when I when I talk to parents sometimes they they feel like they're ashamed and asking for help or that they're failing that's why they're asking for help that's not it at all not this at is all. you being proactive in making sure that you are the best you can be and so 
asking for help in organizing, nobody teaches us how to do that. Right. There is no course in school that says one day you're going to have a garage and we're going to, we're going to show you, well, I mean, not that that would ever happen, but you know, just the fundamentals of uh, organization and also how that will weigh on you mentally when you look at that every time. Right. So, yeah. so, so we really want to clear out anything that doesn't serve us. So mm -hmm. anything in your home should have one of two purposes. It should be useful or it should be beautiful and, I, and ideally both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so Marie Kondo, who wrote a very popular organizing book, uh, she uh she talks about does it bring you joy like so some dear friends of mine gave me this water bottle and it brings me joy mm. and and so something we did to simplify our lives is just you know four kids and sporting events and blah 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 we we've accumulated a gazillion bottles yeah cleared the majority of them out we passed them on to the goodwill and hopefully someone else can make good use of them and we have a very limited number of water bottles now and so each of the kids really treasures their water bottle. I treasure mine. Mm -hmm. We have a couple of spares, but we don't have this excess. And we, now we really treasure them more. And mm -hmm. the items bring us joy. Versus a cupboard full of bottles that are all falling out and bottles are scattered all over the, uh, all over the house. Yeah. We've, we've had that too. Yeah. And, and a, a cup isn't a crime. Having a, a water in a cup is not a crime. <laughs> well, but it is for me because I tend to spill it on my computer. So. Oh, fair, fair enough. No, 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 fair enough. Um, so, so, but a good but, way to kind of deal with all the, the if you, you your cupboards are bursting at the seams is to take everything out. Maybe do one cupboard at a time. Take everything out and only put the things back there that you love. Mm. And then everything else that's kind of like uh, the maybes, they probably get rid of them. Yeah. You know, I, I have to, I have to say I, I did a, I did a purge, which I love oh, a purge. Oh, right. I, 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 I see, I see the, the, your eyes actually turned into hearts when I said a purge. I, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, what was really good about it because part of the problem with a purge for me is that, okay, now where am I going to put this stuff before I take time to give it away? Well, it just so happened that big brothers and sisters called me and said they were going to come and pick it up for me. So I did this big purge and I just put it out on my front porch and they came and got it. I mean, talk about a win, win, right? I think every home should have a container, a giveaway container. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then when that container fills up, so ours is kind of about yay big. And every time it fills up, um, I, I put it in hubby's trunk and I ask him to swing by the Goodwill on the way home. But there's, there are a lot of the services that will pick it up from your, your front door. Yeah. Yeah. We just sort of seem to struggle getting it out. Right. And so then we have yeah. like, you know, like the black garbage bags of clothes that we want to give away. Um, and they just sort of sit there. So yeah. uh, th that's you work I need to do. that emotional attachment. That, and that's why. So once you've made the decision, you mm. want to transition it out as soon as possible. Right. Right. Can I Good. share another great tip I heard that usually audiences love is every, uh, every year and pick a day, it could be your birthday, it could be January 1st, uh, yeah, pick any day and you take all the hangers in your closet and you turn them the other way around. So instead right. of like this, they're hooking like this yes. and a year later, and when you take the item off throughout the year to put it on, you put the hanger back properly. And then right. I get you, you know what to do with all those clothes that you haven't worn in the year. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah. I think I've heard that before too. So you just, you just switch your hangers around and then as you use it, you put them the sort of the right way back and then, uh, and then, you know, if you've worn it or not. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Yeah. yeah I, I, so many of us hold on to way too much stuff and it really, life is easier and we take more, we get more joy out of items when there's less. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> okay, so should we transition to seeking help? Absolutely. So you gave an example of your friend, what, the company Ezine, did you say? Uh, Ease Up Organizers. Oh, so, uh, so great example of hire an organizer, hire a parent coach, hire uh, hire someone to come cut the grass or prep meals or help you in any way. And mm -hmm. and a great and so I think the reaction oftentimes is like that costs money and where's this money coming from? Are you going to pay for that, Anne? So a great way to justify that is if, if you can, whatever you're paying for the help, if you can go out 
and make more than that, then there's kind of a, a good payoff there. There's good return on your investment. Uh, and But also from a qualitative perspective, if that time that you're spending on all of that stuff, if you've gone through the scale back and streamline uh, filters and you still have too much on your plate, then what is the emotional cost of that? Like, are you getting mm -hmm. no family time, no exercise? Are you not getting enough sleep? Wait, that is also a cost in terms of how you live your life. So these are things that we want to be trading off. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I mean, I, I am 100% on board with that. And, and I do understand the money side of things. Uh, in my book, um, The Yelling Cure, I do talk about, look, I have people that come and clean my house. Uh, it is decadent. It is um, so it is a treat for me to have somebody do that, but I will not apologize for it. And it doesn't, it is not a statement of whether or not I can keep my house clean. It's look, I could spend my weekends cleaning toilets and bathtubs and floors, but I would much rather rest or be with my kids or whatever it is. Right. So for me, that is, that is, it is important to me and it's the best money I spend across the board Absolutely. is to have that help. But I've gotten people who criticize me um, because I have that in my book, because I suggest things that cost money. And, and, I, and I get it. Look, not everybody can. So you're not necessarily, and, and you're saying, look, there is also an emotional cost that you're paying, but you're also saying, where can I trade with other people too, well, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to cost money to seek help, right? Like we can do trades. Like yeah. I, for one, love organizing and I would gladly go over to a friend's house and help them organize. Mm -hmm. And that would be a fun night out for me. Well, and, and, and Adulthood is an adventure. The whole point in that is that if someone was to say to you, Anne, I need your help. Would you please help me and, and come and organize my office? Mm -hmm. Not only are they blessed, if you will, for the help, they've blessed you, right? They, they yeah. get the help, but you are happy because you feel honored that they asked you and yeah. it's something you geek out about, right? It's something you love. So win-win. And, and I'm more likely to ask them for help now that they've asked me, right? Mm -hmm. So I might've been like, oh, I could really, I really wish my friend would help me with this other thing that I could use help with, mm -hmm. but I don't want to add, now that we've set up this reciprocal, it's so much better. And then of course there's the whole home team, right? Like, so I see a lot of uh, professionals who, who do it all themselves. Yeah. And there's people on the home team who can help. Like you, our kids can be doing chores. In fact, we're doing a better job raising our kids when they are doing chores. And yeah. it, it, we're teaching them really good life skills by helping them unload the dishwasher. Um, well, I mean, and that's a huge point too. Let's not forget like, um, yeah. that, that we can, we can require our kids to do some work around the house too, yeah. um, and to, to help pitch in. And I, I mean, I think that it is a gift to be able to show them how to clean toilets, how to clean a bathroom, how to fold their own laundry, yeah. right? Like we, we definitely need to be doing that kind of stuff for, for our kids, not to them, but for them. Right. Um, and you, and you know, Robin, what I love about you is you, you talk about making those things fun. It, like it doesn't have to be a chore. We can dance and turn on the music and yeah. reminisce about silly family memories while we're alone in the dishwasher or whatever it is. It, totally. Yeah. We will all speak in accents. <laughs> my, my oldest son does a really good Russian accent. I don't know how, I don't know how, but it is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And so we just, we just love it. We, we do other things that, I don't know, we, we talk, uh, we oh, sing talk. Ridiculous. Anyway, I'm not going to tell you any more about the. the, no, no, the no, I want to hear. I want to hear more. This is awesome. I love it. Um, and then I also want to say, like, we have an extended team too, right? We got our home team, but we've got like, I, I, as you said earlier, our kids are in a lot of activities, and we spend a lot of time driving. I'm often waving at hubby as we pass each other on the street, but uh, I forget that I sometimes, like, I have to remind, consistently remind myself. My dad lives a kilometer away from us. And he offers to drive yeah. and I have to really remind myself, I, I don't have to do all the drives. I do enjoy driving the kids. It's a nice chance to connect with them, but I don't have to draw, do every drive. And so mm. I'm, I'm really stretching myself to, to just lean on some of that help that's available. Well, and you know what it does also is it 
also helps us to drop the facade of perfectionism. Exactly. Look, I can't do it all myself. I'm not going to do it all myself because the cost is my health, my mental health, my well-being. Um, and it's good for your kids to see that life isn't perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I can ask for help and I can also fail and, and not do things, per, you know, not do things perfectly or make mistakes. And that's all okay too. We've got to model that stuff for our kids because our kids, and I say it all the time too, they don't do what we tell them to do. They do what we do. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. And then of course with, this is another example of anytime we're asking for help or seeking help, we need to invest the time in training. Right? It's always faster to do it ourselves the first time, mm -hmm. but we have to be having that multiplier approach where we're thinking of the third, fourth, fifth time down the road. Delegating is always more time up front. So delegating is a long-term game. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So just like setting up your, your, your automatic banking. It's that time exactly. at the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's really, really great all so good so we are all now because we have a master action plan thanks mm -hmm. to you we're all going to be scaling back streamlining processes right which i totally get um and seeking help asking for help we don't just bless ourselves with the help we bless the other person who got asked by us it, it's love right and it and it drops up perfectionism and the facade of perfectionism which we just do not need it is holding us all back it's holding us back yes well i just want to say thank you so much and i you know i i would love it for everybody who you know who even you know struggles with with emails struggles with other organizations to just to look you up and all of your information is is in the show notes uh but it's clear concept inc that is your company name uh and your book is the email warrior which again you're launching right now on face relaunching right now on facebook um you just are a wealth of information and you're you're fun to talk to um i always have a blast talking to you so thank you for <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom here. And I really hope this helps a whole bunch of parents who are listening, just help them to kick the overwhelm to the curb because it's Absolutely. possible. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.